Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, if you haven't given us a rating and a review on our podcast, we would so appreciate it. We would love to hear what you've been able to take away from the podcast here in the last two seasons. And also it helps other people throughout the world, just like yourself, find us and be able to plug into our podcast. So if you haven't done that, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Today's episode, we've got a great episode lined up. We're doing a two-part series here. Here, uh, with a good friend of mine, Josh Douglas from Work Happy. Josh has been on our podcast a couple of times over the last few seasons, and we're going to do a two-part series on culture in your business. Uh, the first part of it's going to be all about recruiting and onboarding, and part two, which will come out next week, will be focused on the, the training systems and the continuing education in your business with your employees, because we thought it'd be really important to start out 2023 the right way with employees, we've got a lot of clients. I know a lot of people in the industry are kind of reworking their training systems, getting their recruiting systems put together. So we thought now would be a great time to do this episode. Uh, so hopefully you're able to take a lot away from this. If not, we'll clean it up hopefully on next week's episode for you. And let's go ahead and dive in. Josh, welcome back to the show. Chris, thanks for having me. <clears throat> thanks for being here. Episode three with you. Yeah. So we're going to knock out three here today and four on next week. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself in a nutshell. Again, we got a 25 minute timer rolling. Uh, you've reminded so, me. Okay. I'm just making sure. All right. So, Josh Douglas, uh, owner of Work Happy, and we specialize in coaching, training, and teaching using applied improvisation, really working on the soft skills. Yeah. Uh, and um, talking a lot about uh, like what we're talking about today, recruitment, hiring, training, yep. onboarding, things of that nature. When I think of this, the, the topics we're going to cover on today's episode next week's like you were the person that comes to mind. Um, and I mean that in a good way because I know you've helped a lot of our clients and a lot of mutual clients and other people throughout the painting industry and other companies too, um, really dial in like the employee side of their company, right? Um, when it comes to finances, when it comes to marketing, that's I'm a numbers that's guy. I'm a numbers guy, that's right? Not me. When it comes to people and, and certain things with this, like that's really where you excel in with your background and, and share a little bit about your background just with, you know, Sherwin Williams and the theater and everything that you've kind of done that has led you into this specialization. Sure, yeah. So degree in theater performance from Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. Uh, worked for Sherwin Williams for twelve years yeah. and I really took a lot of my improv training and a lot of my uh, acting and directing ability and rolled that into what I did at Sherwin Williams as an outside sales representative and uh, then I took what I learned from Sherwin and what I've learned through schooling and I created Work Happy and that's where we stand. I love it. I love it. And I love the name Work Happy too. Like when you were talking about starting your own business and and all that and I I was like, what are you going to name it? And you said Work Happy and I was like, I love it because it ties in with this specialty we're talking about, right? We want everybody to work happy. Absolutely. It's and, very important. And do happy people. work. Yeah, it's right? really important. You know what I mean? It kind of goes back and forth. So to work happy. Like, it is. That's what you want to do. It is. If you're not working happy, why are you doing it? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so this is the first of a two-part series we're going to do. Uh, part one, like I said in the intro, this one's all focused on, you know, recruiting and the onboarding process with employees. And then we'll follow it up with next week's. We didn't want to do like an hour and a half long episode. Right. Thought we'd break it up a little bit for the listeners. Um, so next week, we're going to kind of cover a little bit more on the training and the continuing education piece of it. Um, so talk to me a little bit about some of the biggest struggles you see painting contractors make when it comes to recruiting and onboarding new employees. Yeah, let's start with recruiting, right? Yep. So I think one of the biggest things that I see are companies who say, I need a painter uh, with experience. Yep. 
to come and paint for me at $15 an hour. And then they get all these applications from just your, you know, your stereotypical yeah. painters. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a mistake. You're not highlighting anything about your business. Yep. I mean, you're recruiting, right? When, right. when, when you were recruited to something, you, you want it to sound enticing. Yeah. You, you want it to, to mean something to, to that employee or that future, that potential right. uh, candidate. And so I think so often one of the biggest mistakes that I see with recruiting is oh. is just that. It's a pretty bland um, hiring advertisement uh, that doesn't really set you apart from anybody else. Right. You know, if I'm a if I'm a potential candidate, why would I want to come work for your company? Yeah. And that's what needs to be in your in your blurb, right? right. In your in your hiring uh, ad. Well, that's good. When I think especially right now, I mean the labor market is still very employee friendly, mm -hmm. I guess would be the right way to say this, right? There's a lot of options. A lot of people are looking to recruit employees, good employees, right? And like you said, how do you differentiate yourself? Like if you wonder why you're always getting a specific type of candidate that always is coming to work for you, mm -hmm. back up a step, exactly. right? Like I think in anything in business, if there's an issue or a disconnect that you're seeing a pattern or you notice something that you can't figure out what it is, back up one step in the process um, and think through that. And I love what you just said about that with the, the recruiting ad. It's got to yeah. be, it's got to be sexy. It's got to be something that your ideal candidate, who you were looking for sees. And they're like, man, I want to go work for that company. Well, and I think it all starts with the, like, it, it's, it's what's going to catch you. What's going to yeah. catch your eye, you know, hiring a painter is not going to catch your eye. Right. But some saying something along the lines of, are you ready to start a career that will last a lifetime? Okay. Right. Well, I'm going to click on that. Yeah. Right. I'm going to see that in the first paragraph. Do you like to have fun? Do you like to have a changing work environment? Do you yep. don't talk about painting? Right. You can get to that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You know, later. But to start with, you need to you need to you need to draw them in. And but you need to be real about it. It, it needs to right. be it true. Ne it can't be fake. Yeah. Like if your work environment sucks, it's like yeah. you can't say how fun and enjoyable it right. is. You have bigger problems to, yeah, to handle your before work you environment start recruiting and then, yeah, yeah, exactly. So jinx. Yeah. You owe so, me a Coke, right? Yeah. Whatever. I got kids. Man. It's fine. That's what we do. I love it. Uh, but no, I, I think that's a really valid point. I think, you know, you got to be able to walk the walk in addition to talking the talk. Absolutely. But I think it's, you got to think about it from the marketing perspective. Everybody, a lot of contractors like, I need to go hire an employee and they just throw something out there, you know, post on Facebook. Hey, looking for painters. If you know anybody, send them my way. Like, that's not going to sell people. Well, you know? what happens is you get somebody who has 15, 20 years of experience and you're like, oh, that person's going to be great. They have 15, 20 years experience. Yeah. Well, why aren't they working Yeah, with 15 or 20 years of experience? What? Maybe you are getting this magical person who, right. you know, just, just is going to work for your company that has 15 or 20 years experience yeah. but doesn't have a painting job. But, I mean, you really need to look at that, yeah. you know, which – which brings me to another point, which is hiring based on attitude as opposed to ability. And I think I've talked about this before, yeah. but ability is fine, especially if you're not hiring, you know, a foreman or a job supervisor or anything like that. If, if you hire based on ability, that's that's not going to get you a W, right? right? You need to hire based on that attitude. You can, you can teach the ability. Yep. You can't teach the attitude. Yep. That's, I mean... I always say painting's not rocket science. No. There's an art to it. Oh, yeah. And there's a craft to it. Do not get me wrong. And there's a whole knowledge base that goes with it of knowing when this happens, this is how you solve it, and this is what caused it. There's a lot of skill in it. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to a painter, it's not hard to teach them. Mm -hmm. Like, 
a lot of people know my background. I came from a college painting background. We taught 18-year-old college students how to paint houses. I know. I was there. I saw it. You did. <laughs> it's a miracle you're still willing to sit here. But no, I mean, no, no. In all seriousness, like, it's not hard to do. And that's what we did. We hired good, hardworking college students mm-hmm. that were looking for a job in the summertime, and we taught them to be painters. And I know, and in the, in the, in what I get and a lot of... And our callback rate was still less than 5%. And, and what I get a lot of is... I don't have the time to train. I don't have the time to teach. I don't have the time to onboard. Yep. But you have to make the time to do these things if you want to grow a successful company. Right. You have to train. So let's talk about onboarding a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. What are some of the problems you see on the onboarding process, right? So there's recruiting, which is add through interview process. Right. Right. Um, And then there's the onboarding, which is you're hired through like the first, you know, three, six months of employment. So I know we got 25 minutes, but let me just we say just, one no, thing no, real quick no, you're about good. hiring. You're good. Um, yeah, check your watch. We're Let's good. Sure we have 15 good. minutes left. Um, I, when it comes to hiring and, and interviews, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. He talked about how he does a group interview, yeah, right? Yeah, Luke Reynolds. Yeah, so I, I think that's brilliant, right? Um, but you have to have a unique hiring process. My biggest, one of the things, you know, they come in, oh, what's your experience? You know, tell me, give me your resume if they have one, right? Yeah. What that's, that's generally it. Um, you want to see what these people can do, but you don't necessarily have the tools to, to see how they, uh, can function in a pinch. Right. Right. So take an inanimate object, like your lovely plant in the middle of that table there, or your belt or, you know, a cup, whatever it is, and ask them to pretend that it's something else. So if it's a cup and it's empty, maybe they put it to their ear like a phone. I don't know. Um, Maybe they put the plant on top of their head or like a goatee. I don't know. But maybe the belt is a snake. The the thing is, is that you can see them under pressure. Yeah. You can see them adapting, which is, is, is a painter, you know, it it takes, there's a lot of adaptation that has to happen on the job site. Things are constantly changing, shifting, things go wrong. Right. So being able to adapt is very important. So, so with the hiring process, just make sure that you are, you have a unique approach. You're asking more than just the typical questions. Um, Brian Hepfer, who you had on with HD painting and Stanco, he, he asks a question, if you had a superpower, what superpower would it be? And obviously just to find out what superpower it would be, but then also what's the logic behind that? Right. You can understand a lot about people through that. Yep. Um, so just before we, before yeah. we move on no, to that's the onboarding, good. I that's think good. hiring, it's very important with those. I t- think the quality of the questions in the interview process is important. I think one thing, and, and we may hit on this later, but one thing I see a lot of times is if you don't take that process seriously, how do you expect the employees you're recruiting to take your business <laughs> right. seriously? Like right. I may or may not have called out one of our clients who, you know, I won't say his name on the episode and was like blank you're not even taking your own business seriously. How do you expect your employees to? Right. Because your interview process is, Hey, can you fog a mirror? Great. Do you know how to hold a paintbrush? Kind of awesome. Here's the job site show up on Monday. Right. That's not anything serious. And then you don't have any onboarding. Yeah. So right. exactly. yeah, that was good. Going. All right. So let's go with onboarding. What's some of the biggest problems. So uh, some of the biggest problems is there is no onboarding <laughs> program. That's the biggest. I mean, I, I, would, I would say that's probably the number one problem I, with onboarding is there is no onboarding. I would be willing to bet that 90% of America's painting contractors do not have an onboarding program. Yep. Um, that's beyond fill out this paperwork and show up on Monday. Yes. Yep. Yes. And onboard is tough. Everything's unique to your own company. But yeah. I, I think that's the biggest challenge is, is right. the, the time aspect of it. Yep. 
what I said earlier, I, you know, so many times I'll have a client say, I don't, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. Um, like you got to make time and yeah. you got to put it in your schedule. Yeah. So, you know, you have that always set and you have to be consistent right. with it over and over. You're going to grow. Your, your onboarding program is going to change as you hire oh, more yeah. people because that's how you learn through doing. Well, right? I think it's going to grow and adapt as you grow as a company and you have maybe an office space or a shop space to yeah. then do an in-house training, right? I mean, when you're one, you know, owner and one or two painters, you probably don't have enough money to cover overhead to have a big training in a shop space, right? right? But if you get to six or seven painters and you've got the money and now you've got an office space, you've got a spray shop where you can set up, you know, a couple pieces of drywall and, you know, like it will evolve as you grow as a company too. You just got to figure out how to make it work in the meantime. And until you can get to that point, lean on your vendors. Yeah. Lean I on love your vendors. It. I did so much training with, with my painters and yeah. with my, with my painting companies, like lean on them. That's what they're there for. They yeah. will help you all of them. Yep. That's what they are trained to do, to help you. But right. it, they're not going to just say, here's your onboarding program. Yeah. You still have to develop it. Right. You know, and that's what I, like, what I will help people do is I'll help them create the onboard program. Yes. You know, we'll talk about the challenges. So I think something to, to recognize as a painter, what are the challenges that you're facing on the job site yep. that you want to alleviate from day one? Right. So if you have painters who are looking at their phones all the time, which I would imagine is a pretty common problem. Yeah. How do you alleviate that problem, that challenge day one when you hire somebody new right and that's what you have to look at what are your challenges what challenges are you facing throughout the course with your employees now right um, if you have them and then if you don't have them what challenges do you foresee and then making your onboarding program work from there i like that well you know i think one thing too you know as we talk about the time thing right i'm like even if you as the owner can take three days three full days in a row their first three days preferably a week and train them on a job site where they work one-on-one -on -one with you. If you can do that, and then you at least have somebody that's kind of good to kind of get them from there, right? Maybe they're not the person to train them from day one. But even if you're just like, hey, I just need to block out this week to focus on training. Like these employee, production is the number one bottleneck in painting companies. Mm -hmm. Lead generation is the close second for companies that are growing at a, at a high rate. But really production is the number one bottleneck. Every employee should be the most important thing in your schedule when you hire them. Because that first week, they get off to the right start or the wrong start. And it's kind of hard to go back and reset expectations. Yeah. Right? You get one shot. Right. That's what scares the crap out of me about parenting. We get one shot. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, no, nope, time out. <laughs> Men in black. Clear, clear you your brain. We're going to start over. Right, yeah. That's why you guys yeah, have number three, right? You yeah. screwed up one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Um, but, you know, I mean, you get one shot with this. And, and I think a big thing that, that I see with a lot of people when it comes to onboarding, this will kind of leak into the training we'll cover next week's episode. They just give them to their lead painter mm -hmm. to train them, right? And it's like the telephone game because now you got seven painters removed from the last person you trained personally as the owner and you can't figure out why they're not doing it the way you want it to be done. Mm -hmm. No, it needs to be done. I love what you've done with Brian and Shannon, the HD way. I use that with all of our clients, the paint the earth way, the elite painting way. It needs to be done that way. And guess what? Until you really have the person that eat, breeds and sleeps exactly your process, it needs to be you training them. Yep. Yep. And, and again, it's production, right? Yeah. So you look at it as a painter, um, as an owner, okay, I am losing this week of production yeah. because I have to train somebody. But what are you saving throughout the course of the right. rest of their career with yeah. you? What are you saving in terms of time and yeah. production? Or be smart. Train two people at once. Yeah. If really time is that limited to you, train, get two new employees, train them at the same time, 
and hopefully that if nothing else, one of them is still with you in three months. And I think the other thing, just to change a yeah. little bit back to the original question, uh, one of the other challenges that I see with onboarding is it's so cut and dry. Like you got to make it fun. Yeah. And if I get a kick it with the owner of a company and I'm a new painter, that's pretty cool. I mean, don't, yeah. don't forget, like you're the owner of your company. Right. You are the one who started this business. Yeah. Like somebody gets to come train with you. That's, that's cool. Isn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's a little daunting, but yeah. if you make it fun, they're going to say, this is a great environment to be a part of. This is right. something I, the owner of the company is training me right, right. now. How cool is Even that? Even if you have no other employees, it's still the owner. Yeah, they don't exactly. ever need to know that. No, they no, can know kidding, that. Yeah, whatever. Like but it just—I think it's—I yeah. think it's something that we often forget as business owners. It's like we created we, this. We created this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we literally created something out of nothing. Yeah. So um, that's my biggest accomplishment in life. No, I'm kidding. You nailed um, it. It kind of is. So no, I think that's a good point, point. and I think. What I really recommend, and I know you're a big proponent of this too, that's why I had you on here, uh, because we don't have conflicting opinions <laughs> on this. Um, you know, have a process and a program in place. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that, that I see people get caught up on is they just don't start with it, right? It's You can say the same thing about a business plan. You can say the same thing about SOPs. They just start somewhere, Right. Because like you said, your training program is going to change over time. As you grow as a company, as you learn new tools, you know, as you find out, oh, hey, PCA has all these cool painter training videos. Mm -hmm. Sherwin-Williams has all these cool painter training videos. Hmm, how can I use all this content as part of our onboarding program, right? Things will will evolve over time. But just get a process down. Run a couple of employees through it. And then figure out what you like, what you don't like. Tweak it as you go. That's how you grow as a business owner. Well, and I think you brought up a good point there that uh, just real quick we'll hit on is if you have existing employees and you're building an onboarding program, involve them. Yep, run them back they, through it. They need to go through it. Yep. And they might also have some pretty darn good ideas as to what should be in that onboarding process. They're the ones at the jobs yeah. every day, right? That When you're not there, that's that's who's there. That's who's representing right. your ABC paint company. Yeah. So making sure that they understand the method to the madness is very important. Yeah, no, I think that's good. So, I mean, when we stop and look at this, do you think the number one issue, why people don't have a good recruiting and onboarding program, do you think it's time? Do you think it's they don't know what to do? What, what If you had to guess, or if you kind of have a good idea since you work with a lot of contractors, like what do you think keeps them from getting a good process in place? Yeah, I think it's uh, – time slash management, not okay. time management, yeah. but that's in it as well. But I think it is not taking the necessary time out to do it because the market is out there, right? Like yeah. you, you're busy. Like painters are busy. They are moving. Contractors are busy, busy, busy. Um, even in January, like right. there's not really this massive shortage of work. Yeah. So I think it's taking that time and making that time to develop it. Yeah. And not only to develop it, but to implement it on a regular basis. Uh, you know, you're, and your onboarding can also, you know, we'll talk about in the next episode, but your onboarding can also be continuing education training for your existing employees. Right. So just to give them a revamp of, yeah. of who your company and what your company stands for. Well, I think it's good to be reminded of the company principles and the basics, mm-hmm. right? I think, you know, all of us in our jobs, we get complacent as time goes on if there's not something to circle back and refocus us. Exactly. Right? And if it's been three years since you've gone through any sort of training, 
you're probably doing things a little different than the owner wants you to, or than you did from day one, maybe not even intentionally. You know, I think a lot of times when employees make mistakes, it's not intentional. It's from a lack of direction and, you know, um, um, discipline, Mm -hmm. right. A structure, you know, and I think that is one thing with, with contractors, you're going to a different house every day or every week or three times a week, right? There, it's not an office. There's not a structured environment that you walk in the door at 830 and you clock in and you go sit at your office desk and you take lunch at 1130 and then you leave at 430. Like, right. there's not a routine. It's a, hey, I got to drive all the way to Edwardsville. I got to drive to O'Fallon. You know, this job's different. No, we got to go get paint. Like, it's so fluid that they need some sort of structure from you. And I think having that re, that retraining that we'll talk about next week will will be a huge right. piece of that. And I think that that is so important when it comes to to the onboarding process and in yep. terms of why contractors have a big challenge is there isn't structure to how they perform these tasks. And yep. it all needs to be one big fluid movement of um, recruiting, hiring, onboard, continuing education and training. Like, and it just, it's this circle that keeps going and going yep. and going. Um, and, and making the time for that is where I see the biggest challenge for it. And it's not just contractors. No. It's all companies. Right. You know, so that yeah. that's where I, that's where I see the biggest challenge. No, that's good. Um, you said something before we started recording. I think this is a good time to hit on starting in the back, working to the front. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm a contractor listening to this, we're going to get into the, the continuing and the you know post new employee piece of it on next week's episode. But if I'm a contractor, I want to I want to hire four painters this year. I need four painters to fill this production void that I have. Where do I start? Like what what's the first thing I need to figure out and get this process going? Like where do I start with this? I think it's the challenges that you're facing in the. I said it earlier, right? Yeah. It's the challenges you're facing right now, and you're at your job sites. Okay. That's that's what's important, and it's not only what the challenges you're facing. You also need to, like you said, you need to let them know about the principles of your company. Yeah. You know what you stand for, who you are. I think that's very important. But I think a big part of it is taking what you've already learned, yeah, and rolling that. So what you've already had back here, which is what you're going to be training your existing employees on, right? And putting that into okay, what do I need to pull out of this? All right, they're, you know, when they go to cut around a door, they're doing it this way and they should be doing it that way. Right. Um, because that's okay. our way. Right. So uh, that needs to go into the onboarding. So that program. needs to go into the onboarding program. So gotcha. that's what I was talking yeah. about by working backward okay. no, that's good. to the, to the beginning. So um, that's you good. have to know where the challenges are. Right. You know, and, and it's like a mix. It's not only that, but it's, again, it's all these things that you want your, and there you're going to, you're going to inundate them with so much knowledge and yes. stuff. You don't want to overwhelm. Well, them. and I think that's why having a structure in plan of even like, you know, okay, five days of, you know, on the job training, or, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a shop space day one, these are the things we cover day two. Now we pick up a roller <laughs> day, th- like whatever it is, well, right? It's an SOP for onboarding, right? <clears throat> it is. It's hundred percent. Um, I want to take what you said a step further before we wrap up this first part here. Um, you talked about what are the challenges you're facing? One of the biggest things that I see with a lot of people, especially if you have five employees or five painters or less is on the job site, the SOPs, work orders, the communication flow, the systems for production, right? The process. Um, you know, we have one client up in Michigan that has just, it's so cool to see the progress they've made, how their efficiency has just changed by one, having a logical workflow of working through a project. You know, they do big eighteen, twenty thousand dollar, you know, historic um renovations on, you know, houses in Flint, Michigan. And he said it like their process was like everybody go take a side and go. 
And he's like, now we all work together on the same side and we work top to bottom and we work side by side. Mm -hmm. And he's like, just doing that and starting to think through a better workflow of how to do like projects, change the game for them. Now they're inside, they've got their process for interior down, they've got work orders. He's like, questions, I met with him yesterday, he's like, questions have been eliminated by like 80% because everything's <laughs> on the, the piece of paper, right? That's cool. So it's, oh, I love it. It's such a cool story. And, and again, I'm just here to kind of guide him and it's been cool to watch him run with it. But I say that to say like, what are the things like that that you also should probably work on a little bit too, right? I don't want to overwhelm the business owners listening to this on, oh, I got to start with all these things. But I think it's even to the degree of those things, those are good things to get down before you go add new employees into your business. Yes. Because when you've got a better process and that flows back, as you talked about, back to front, when you get those systems in place, when you get the right things going, that flows backwards into the onboarding because now you say, hey, this is how we do this on the job. Right. Two guys go in and knock out a bedroom and one starts cutting in while the other one's pulling outlet covers and spackling and there's a process. If you got a broken system, it's not going to work. Exactly. Your system, then you can start your onboarding. Program. Exactly. Talk to other painters who have had success. Yes. That's the other thing I will say. I love that because I think it's very important to like you're all you're all learning from each other. That's absolutely yeah. what should happen. Yep. Um, and I know time's up, but uh, thirty sixty ninety. You got to make sure that you're doing for your new recruits. Yes. You got to do a thirty sixty ninety, or if you want to do thirty ninety one twenty, and and I say I mean days, thirty sixty right? ninety. Yeah. Thirty sixty ninety, and and have goals yep. that are attainable in the thirty sixty. 90 days yep. um, and, and, and also have uh, benchmarks for them to have to accomplish by then. I like right? that. I like that. No, I think that's good. I, that will, that'll be the last thing we'll wrap up on. We actually say seven, 30, 60, 90, seven day review, 30 day, 60 day, 90 day. And then quarterly after that with all employees. Yeah. And I think again, yes. it's the structure. It's, we have a whole template. We have resources for our clients that say like, Hey, seven day review. Here's the questions you ask. 30-day review, here's what you ask. And everything at the bottom of it is, what's the goal for the next review? Oh, by the way, don't forget to just schedule the next review right now before you leave. Yes. Right? How many how many contractors have you talked to? When's the last time you've done a review? Oh, man, I guess it's been like nine months. How often do you want to do it? Every three months. Why didn't you? I forgot. If there's one thing that got drilled in my head at Sherwin-Williams, it was what's next and when. Yep. What is the what's next and when are you doing it? Yep. And then just schedule it. Have exactly. it done. Exactly. So, well, Josh, I appreciate the the insight on the recruiting and onboarding. I'm yeah. excited to dive in. Uh, come back, listen to next week's episode, part two, all about taking this to the next step with your existing employees with continuing education and training. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you automatically get the newest episode every Tuesday morning. If you find our podcast beneficial, we'd love to hear from you by giving us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us stay connected to you, but it helps other business owners throughout the country find us. If you have questions or would like more information on how we help our clients, visit us online at www.elitebusinessadvising.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the day.